Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What a massive disappointment the Phillies ended up being since the last time we spoke. The Phillies find a way to drop both games against the Braves, losing the most important series of the season, falling six and a half back of the Braves. And now get this at 42, excuse me, at 45 and 42, your Philadelphia Phillies are now in third place in the National League East. The Washington Nationals have gone on a tear. They have won. 26 of their last 36 games and now believe it or not not only are the Philadelphia Phillies no longer in first place like they were for so long this season now they are not even in second place they're the third place team in the National League East we'll dive into it all this is Phillies today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Friday, July the 5th, and what a massive disappointment. I think it's really the best way to say it is um, as Phillies team started this series off with such promise, uh, such hope, such positivity. Um, they come in and they win that first game, and Aaron Nola just deals. Nola was vintage. Nola looked brilliant. One of his best outings, if not his best outing of the season. Eight shutout innings, able to give him eight, which is such a rarity with this pitching staff. Eight shutout, eight strikeouts. Um, just a top tier, top, top tier type of pitching performance in a game they really needed. And then. That was it, man. That was it. This team came out the next two nights and, you know, just couldn't get the job done. An incredibly, incredibly disappointing showing from this team uh, on Wednesday. Game two, they fall 9-2. to 9-2. to Nick Bavetta. Not great. Bavetta goes five and two-thirds, allows six runs. Only five of them earned as one of them. Uh, got a little unlucky. Uh, gives up his first set of runs in the fourth inning of Josh Donaldson, three-run homer. A um, Danzy Swanson gets on first base. Freddie Freeman hits a uh, what looks like a, a should be a double play ball. And uh, Reese Hoskins fields it, and makes a nice play, throws to second to get the first out. And as Dansby Swanson is going to slide, he lifts his arms up in the air, and the ball caroms off his hand, ends up hitting Segura in the chest, bouncing away. What could have been a double play, no one on, ended up being runners at first and third for Josh Donaldson, and lo and behold, Josh Donaldson into three-run home run. So, um, and then, you know, with Pavetta, sometimes things spiral the wrong way, and it's hard to recover, and that's what happened, and uh, Pavetta would end up giving up a, another monster homer to Austin Riley in the sixth, and that would end his night. Again, just not good enough. Point blank, period, from Nick Pavetta. 5-8-4 ERA on the season now. Just just not good enough. And then he puts Juan Nicasio in here. Gabe Kapler, which is a third of an inning, gives up three runs, just gets absolutely crushed. 
would turn out after the game that Nicasio has a groin injury on the IL now. Just to, of course, uh, if you're a Philadelphia Phillies reliever, just expect to be on the IL at some point. The Phillies made it interesting in the sixth before the Braves blew it open. Bryce Harper. Uh, homers, nice to see Bryce getting going his 16th of the season in that moment. And then uh, JT Romito, RBI single, uh, scores another, make it 3-2, but then it would all fall apart in the sixth as the Phillies would give up six runs in that sixth inning. Obviously, the Pavetta and the Nicasio responsible for those runs, and that was all she wrote. 9-2, just not close to good enough from Pavetta, not close. Not in the realm of good enough from Nick Pavetta. And again, I can make excuses for some things in there. It didn't all go his way, and I understand that's what happens sometimes, but just didn't grit down and get outs when he had to. And, um, you know, just not a good enough performance. I don't think there's any other way to say it. Nick Pavetta was just not good enough. The stuff wasn't there. The dominance wasn't there. He had stretches where he looked really good, but... Three-run homers is still a three-run homer. It still counts as three runs on the board, and you give up a couple of those, you're going to have a bad outing, your team's going to lose the game, and that's what happened. And don't get me wrong, the two runs from the offense, not good enough. You can't score two runs each in each of the first two games of the series. That is pathetic. This offense has to be better, and, and they put up six in the series finale. They lose 12-6, to six, so hard to blame them as much for that loss, but still... In general, we'll dive into it some more, but this offense just so incredibly disappointing. The Phillies, in uh, yesterday's game, July 4th game, actually get out to an early lead. You're feeling really good about it. They put up a four spot in the first inning, a Harper RBI single, a Romuto RBI single, a Cesar 2 RBI single, and it's 4 nothing. You're feeling great. They're getting to Cy Young contender Mike Soroka. What is going on? How cool is this? And then that was it. And then it's just all Braves all the time in there. Zach Eflin just unable to make anything work. Gives up two runs in the first. Gives up two in the second. And then he would give up three more in the third. Zach Eflin, the prior to that most con, uh, you know consistent starter for the Phillies this season, only goes three innings, allows seven runs, only six in the burn. He gives up those two home runs. Just a uh, horrendous, awful showing from Zach Eflin. Really nowhere close to good enough. Nowhere close to good enough in a, a just incredibly important baseball game. A game that, that really shapes the narrative for this team heading into the All-Star break. This team now, I mean, they're, they're losing the Nationals. They're behind the Nats now. The Nats team that felt like they were dead and buried. Are in front of the Phillies right now. And you have a chance to win the series against the Braves after all the consternation, after that long losing streak, after you sweep the Mets, but then you go and just, you know, disappoint in Miami, losing those first two. This is the chance. You're in Atlanta. Win the freaking series. Win the series. Eflin, you want to be a guy that, that this team can count on? Go out and pitch well. In that spot, seven earned in three innings. Or excuse me, seven runs, six earned in three innings. Just not even in the, the realm of good enough. And then the parade of, of horrendous relievers that rolls out after that. Edgar Garcia gives up a couple runs. Shocking. J.D. Hammer has a clean inning. Jose Alvarez has a inning he gets through. It wasn't clean. No, no earned runs. And then Austin Davis comes in and gives up three runs. Why am I watching in the most important game of the season? 
Why am I watching Edgar Garcia, J.D. Hammer, Jose Alvarez, and Austin Davis? That's outrageous. None of those guys is a major league pitcher. Like, maybe Jose Alvarez. Maybe. J.D. Hammer's been okay. Those guys aren't major league pitchers. This bullpen is an out-and-out disaster. You lose Juan Nicasio, who somehow you've had to come to count on. Juan Nicasio's a high-leverage reliever for this team. That's where we're at. It is just bad. We'll dive into it coming up, but um, ultimately, clearly, just not good enough yesterday. The offense tries to to stay in it, tries to chip away, made it 9-6 after the Braves had scored nine unanswered after the 4 nothing serving the Phillies, but then the Braves uh, uh, would just pull away again. The three off Austin Davis makes it 12-6, and it's just too far gone, and that was all she wrote. And again, I can't emphasize enough how, how disappointing, disappointing this series loss was. To go down there, win that first game 2 nothing, to have Aaron Nola just deal, just ace it up for you, and then to come out and lay these two clunkers like that. Really? Pavetta and Eflin should be really ashamed right now. They should be disappointed because those are two guys who had an opportunity to really help carry this team in a big spot and gave them squata in those spots. Obviously, I think the bullpen, you know, it's hard for the to say the bullpen should be ashamed when, when I could probably pitch in that bullpen. I mean, it is just a mash unit. Edgar Garcia, I never need to see that guy pitch again. Austin Davis, oh my God, we keep getting Austin Davis, and I get it. It's because guys keep going down. I mean, that's the crazy thing to think about is is as horrible as I feel when Juan Nicasio comes into a game. And let me tell you, it's not good that I feel when Juan Nicasio comes into a game. I feel a hundred times worse when Austin Davis comes into a game. Has there ever been a guy you feel less good about coming into a game as a Phillies pitcher? Because Austin Davis, high on that list. Just a, a really, really poor showing. And uh, I think every Phillies fan should be disappointed with this team right now. You should be disappointed because that was a big series. Braves are 52-36 and now. They're so much better than the Phillies. They're just a better team. They're just better. (laughs) That's the way it is. No no reason in sugarcoating it. The Braves are just a better baseball team, and they, they keep showing it every time they play the Phillies other than that first series of the season when the Phillies were all jacked up and... Riding that high, and that was the best part of the season so far. Because <laughs> this team just hasn't been good enough. Um, all right, well, let's look into why. First, let, let's take a look at the standings and kind of where the Phillies stand um, heading into the All-Star break. Coming up, the Phillies a three-game series in New York. We will look ahead to that coming up. But right now, the Phillies six and a half games back of the Atlanta Braves now a half game back of the Washington Nationals. The uh, Nationals, uh, a one less uh, game played. They have uh, 41 losses. The Phillies have 42. Both teams with 45 wins. Not great. Uh, so that's in the Nationals' hands. You look at the rest of the teams. The um, the Milwaukee Brewers and the Chicago Cubs are both tied with a half game record better than the Phillies. Um, tied with the same record as the Nationals, they're forty-six and forty-two, um, and then the uh, St. Louis Cardinals forty-three and forty-two. So they would be behind the Phillies there. And then you look at the uh, Colorado Rockies at forty-four and forty-two. So that's the crazy thing right now that actually 
Um, so right now, if the season ended today, the Washington Nationals and the Chicago Cubs would be the two wild cards, but they are only a half game up on the Phillies, only a, a game and a half up on St. Louis. They're a, a game up on Colorado. They're two games up, two and a half, excuse me, on Arizona. All these teams are right in it. Arizona really probably going to fall out of it. They're really not going to contend. Same with Pittsburgh. But uh, right now, when you're looking at the wild card race, and again, we, we are not ready to give up on the NL East, but sure don't feel great about their chances to win it. Um, but right now, it's a race between uh, for two spots. And you figure one of these two teams will win the National League Central unless the Cardinals get out, but either the, the Cubs or the Brewers or the Cardinals. One of those three teams wins it, but then it's a race of those two teams, the Nats and the Phillies, and then the Rockies. There's going to be a five-team race for two wild card spots. And it looks like those are the teams that are going to be involved. Obviously, there's still a lot of baseball to be played, but right now as we creep up here on the All-Star break, those look like the teams that are in the driver's seats, and again, a lot can happen. And look, the Phillies are only a couple games up on teams like the Padres or the Diamondbacks, only like you know four games up on those teams or whatever. So it's not like that. Um, you know, one series couldn't change those types of things as well. But I think it's just really disappointing when you look at the National League East, when you look at where this Phillies team is to be this far back from the Braves right now, and to feel this un you know confident about their ability to contend in that division and. And again, to be passed by the Nationals. The Nationals look like a team who were just done. It was over. Pack them in. And they've gone on an awesome run. They've been mashing baseballs. Max Scherzer, still the best pitcher in baseball. I mean, they've just been really great. And uh, and it's frustrating to watch. It's frustrating to watch. It's frustrating to watch this team. And there's so many holes right now. There's so many holes. And look, there's blame to go around. There's blame for Matt Klintak. There's blame for Gabe Kapler. There's blame for the players. Very much so. Um, there's a lot of blame to go around when you parse this out about why this team is not achieving the levels that we thought they could and, and would achieve. And and again, look, ever since the Andrew McCutcheon injury, that was just a, a massive loss. This team has not been the same. There's no arguing that. But um regardless of the McCutcheon injury, they've disappointed. And look, I think when you're looking at the roster right now, and first and foremost, let's start with Gabe because I don't think Gabe deserves as much credit as you know the players not playing well or the roster issues. I think he's hamstrung in a lot of ways, but you certainly have to give Gabe some, some of the blame here as he is at a team that has shown up flat too often, far too often. And yes, they played hard against the Mets when they had to at home, but Man, just too many disappointing showings, too many big spots. And and also with Gabe, one thing that I, I and again, this is like so hard to, to parse out here because, again, the, the arms out of the bullpen are so disastrous that it's hard to blame Gabe for any of it. But it does feel like he will have a tendency to concede games a little early and put, you know, Edgar Garcia into a three-run game and just say, I right, we're probably losing this one. And and again, it's not even that. I'm sure he doesn't have other options. It's just that as a fan watching the game, you put Edgar Garcia in the fifth inning of that game last night or the fourth inning of that game last night, and it was only a three-run game. It was seven to four. Like, they could still come back from that. And the game feels over because Edgar Garcia's in, and then he gives up a couple more runs, and then it's over. This bullpen is a disaster. A D disaster hey guess what so is starting pitching too by the way and these are things that you can blame Mike Klentak for you can say look the injuries in the bullpen that's mostly bad luck losing Robertson losing Sir Anthony 
losing you know all these guys for long periods of time guys who matter losing adam morgan for a period of time who clearly still doesn't look right losing Nishak for a period of time who is obviously not back again they have just had so many issues to the guys that they're supposed to count on the guys they need to count on the guys who are supposed to make a difference for this team have been hurt so i, I look i'm not gonna blame gabe for the pen and i'm not gonna blame clentac as much for the pen but the pen is absolutely a massive issue for this team. They're not winning anything with this group. They're not even getting the wild card with this group. It's really bad. And look, it's going to be very interesting as we talk about starting pitching and offense as well that, that again, this next, as we've talked about, this next three weeks or so is going to make such a massive impact on what the Phillies decide to do and how they decide to do it. Right now, if, if if everything stays the same and the Phillies are half a game out of the wild card, but they've got these other teams that they're competing with, I, I just I don't see how Matt Clintech can go be all in at the trade deadline. I don't think he should be all in. I think he should go make some cosmetic changes. Give your team a chance to make the wild card game because that'd be fun because we haven't played playoff baseball in a long time. But realistically, it just this team's not good enough. They're just not. I mean, that bullpen, again, Again, when you think about that string of guys that they had to bring out again in in what is potentially the most important game of the season for this Phillies team to date, and they roll out Edgar Garcia, J.D. Hammer, Jose Alvarez, Austin Davis? Really? That's the best you can do in the biggest game of the season? Again, those aren't major league pitchers. Those are not major league quality pitchers. They're certainly not pitchers who are going to be on a good quality major league staff. So so that's one just massive, massive, gigantic issue for this team. And then the starting pitching, look, I mean, it, uh, there's no series that, that shined a light on it more clearly, right? I mean, Aaron Nola goes out and dominates. Brilliant showing. Hector Neres comes in, shuts it down. We all good. That was a beautiful thing. The offense didn't drop. Didn't matter. Nola had him. And then the next two nights, your starting pitchers give up six and seven runs. Boom. That's it. Done. See ya. Bye. Thanks for playing. That's it. Can't win baseball games like that. This team needs more from their starting pitching. They need innings. From the starting pitching, one reason that Gabe and again, it's I partially you know blame Gabe, but I more so blame the situation that one of the reasons he has to bring in that string of horrendous relievers is because if starters keep going three innings or four innings, and in the Pavetta sure he went five and two thirds, but you know the, the, these guys go don't pitch long enough and they don't pitch well enough, and then you got to go to a bullpen that's a disaster. How can you possibly expect to win games? Like, as we've discussed, the real only chance, the only way this team has any chance to win anything is if the offense really gets going, and we just haven't seen it. Yet again, yet again, this offense, they'll they'll, they'll have that series against the Mets, they'll put up that 113 spot against the Mons, and then they'll be super mediocre otherwise, or disappointing. It's just not good enough. They need more from Harper. They need more from Real Muto. They need more from... All of these guys, Segura, you got to give us more. This team's not good enough. They need to hit better. These guys, these offensive players need to live up to their offensive billing. Otherwise, this team really has no chance. 
because the pitching is a disaster right now. It just is. It is not a, a good situation. And there are no starters you count on other than Aranola. And there's, you know, Hector Neris. That's it. It's the only bullpen guy you can count on. It's 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 crazy right now. I just, it's uh it's real tough. And then, I mean, look, now we look ahead here as uh, the New York Mets heading to New York to uh, face the Mets team. They just swept, of course, but... This is it before the All-Star break, and you got to start off with Vincent Velasquez against Jacob deGrom. Might as well just spot him the first game and say, let's not play this one. It's going to be ugly. We know it's going to go. deGrom's going to shut us down. Velasquez's going to stink. This is, this is silly. Let's just end this. Why are we doing this? That's what it feels like we should do. Tonight, Vincent Velasquez takes on Jacob deGrom, and I have no hope that he's going to do well. None. It's incredibly disappointing. Game two, Jake Arrieta versus Noah Syndergaard. How do you feel about that one? Not great. And then Aaron Nola against Zach Wheeler. Thank God we have Nola going, but Wheeler, as we've seen, pitches really well against the Phillies and is just a good pitcher. Of course, they get the Mets' three best pitchers. Not missing anybody here. Great. It's great. It's really good. After the All-Star break, the Phillies come back with a nice, necessary seven-game homestand. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the 12th, 13th, 14th, three against the Nationals. Then the Dodgers come to town for a big four-game series. That should be fun. Then they head to Pittsburgh for three, then Detroit for two, then back home for another nice nine-game homestand to round out the month of July. Home versus the Braves. That is a huge series. Then a nice little run here. This is time where they have to start winning some games as they will have three against San Francisco and three against the White Sox. So those will be huge. Then they go out to Arizona for a three-game stretch, then San Francisco for a four-game stretch. So one more West Coast trip there uh, before coming home to face the Cubs, the Padres in Boston, in Miami, home versus Pittsburgh as we round out August. And then you go into the month of uh, September, which is heavily stacked with NL East opponents. So um, look, uh, Phillies are going to have to figure something out this this uh, all-star break here. It's nice that everyone except Romito is getting a break, get some time off, recalibrate, refocus, but... Look, um, obviously, Klintag is going to have to make some moves depending on how viable a contender this team is at the time those moves present themselves. But um, this team's going to have to play better if they want to do anything. Moves or not, this, the starters that are – look, you can't get rid of all the starters. Someone got to pitch better. You're not going to be able to get eight arms in your bullpen through trade. Some of these guys are going to have to pitch better. And you're certainly not making any massive moves on offense. I think, you know, the the bullets that Klintag has, he's going to have to use to, to supplement the bullpen, to supplement the starting rotation, all that stuff. So with that in mind, I mean, what else, what else is, uh, you know, what else is supposed to do here? This team has to play better. The guys who are here have to play better. The offense has to hit. Harper has to hit. Like, Harper needs to go on a run. We need that dude to carry this team for a while. And again, I just I don't think you can count on the bullpen or the starters at any point this season to really be something that is going to right the ship. So I think the only thing that really can right the ship is if the offense gets going. So we'll see. We'll see. Either way, um, enjoy the weekend. I hope everyone had a wonderful, wonderful, happy 4th of July. I know the Phillies put a bit of a damper on it, but um, hopefully everyone had a great uh, 4th of July holiday and enjoys the weekend coming up we'll be back on monday we will dive into this uh this mad series which again hopefully the phillies it seems like the one team in the nl east the phillies can handle is the mets so hey let's hope that happens 
Um, either way, we will be back to dive into it all. We will also look ahead to uh, to what's coming up some more as we discuss. Look ahead also to the All-Star game and all that stuff. But also, what's coming up? What's, what's some of the trades the Phillies can make? How are some ways that they can supplement the team? Is it worth supplementing the team? How do they stack up against these other teams we mentioned? Against the, the Rockies, against the Brewers and Cubs, against the Nationals all of a sudden. Jeez, it is so annoying. The Nationals are back in on it. Who's with me? Anyone else tired of the Nationals being on it? Because I was ready for them to be done with it. Um, but they're back, and we will dive into it all over the weekend and uh, and look at the All-Star game in the second half of the season. Hopefully the Phillies can find a little mojo and start to get it going because um, they're talented enough to, to be a playoff contender, but um, just too many holes right now to really believe that they can – that they will do that or, or to do any damage or whatever. But uh, we'll see. Hopefully they can find a way to take advantage of the Mets and get us all excited again. Maybe a, a two of three or even a sweep again would be would be fun. But uh, either way, have a wonderful weekend. We'll be back to talk about it all tomorrow right here on Phillies Today, right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.